a lot of people weren't prepared. But if you know that you're getting ready to get out in something like that, you know, making sure that your vehicle is in good shape and ready to go, that's that's something anybody can do. Welcome to the Green Ops Podcast, where we give you tips and tricks each week to become harder to kill. My name is Luke. I am your host. I'm also an instructor with Green Ops. I'm joined today by Dexter. What's up? And today we're going to talk about being prepared for the winter in your vehicle specifically. But first, I'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors. Our first sponsor is Spotter Up. Spotter Up is a lifestyle brand whose slogan is find a way or make one. Spotter Up provides credible and applicable information in support of individuals becoming the best chessmen they can be through lifestyle stories, how-to articles, and gear reviews. They also have some of the coolest swag in the industry, including Green Ops t-shirts and hoodies. Grab those things, the Green Ops t-shirts and hoodies, at spotterup.com. Also, we would like to thank F3 Tactical. F3 Tactical is a tactical gear and apparel shop that caters to public safety professionals, military, security, and responsible armed citizens, and is quite possibly the best tactical gear shop in the country and possibly the world. If you're in need of any gear, check them out at F3Tactical.com or stop by their brick-and-mortar location in Chantilly, Virginia. When you get there, make sure you tell Jimmy and the crew that the guys from Green Ops sent you. We'd also like to thank Sons of Liberty Gunworks. Sons of Liberty Gunworks produce hard-use blasters built by Patriots for Patriots. Sons of Liberty specializes in custom M4 and Mark 10 rifles. We at Green Ops use Sons of Liberty rifles and think you should too. If you're in the market for a new rifle, check them out at sonsoflibertygw.com. And last but not least, we'd like to thank Blue Force Gear. Blue Force Gear manufactures Molly gear, firearm slings, and other tactical equipment. They design and manufacture equipment for law enforcement, military, and armed citizens. Blue Force Gear is devoted to their customer by delivering innovative gear with superior quality. Take a look at their gear at blueforcegear.com. So with that, thanks for tuning in. Um, right off the top, make sure you're sharing this with some friends. We're trying to grow the podcast now. So if every single listener shared it with one friend and every single one of those listeners shared to one more friend, we would be almost top of the charts pretty quickly. Six, so, six listeners, yeah. Yeah, so we get if every single one of those shared with another, we'd be to 12. And then if every single one of those shared again, we'd be to 24. Is that how that would work? Exponential growth. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, if we could get to twenty-four listeners, that would be amazing. So, if uh, you could share with a friend, leave us five-star review, uh, tell a friend. Like I said, that would be amazing, and it it would help grow the podcast for us. So today, you, if you are in the Virginia or East Coast area, you know that last week we basically had a major storm that hit. Uh, at my my house, we got about twelve to fourteen inches of snow. We were out of power at my house for about 30 couple hours. I know there were people in the county that were about a week without power. So um, not talking about what we do at our home to prepare for a situation like that. But if you're following the news, you might have saw on I-95, major interstate going north and south here on the East Coast, that there was about a 50-mile backup of vehicles all the way down from here down to Richmond, I believe. Yeah, it was uh, yeah just north of Richmond all the way up, maybe up to Woodbridge area. Past that. It was past that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, massive backup on I-95, and there were people that were stranded in their vehicles for 20, I want to say 22, 20, but... 20 plus hours. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a it, long time. It's crazy, and it, and it's just kind of got us thinking on a fly here. We would do a quick podcast. I by by no means am an expert at prepping or preparing for a ice storm, snowstorm in my vehicle, but. Um, it was just we just wanted to have a little conversation between Dex and I. Maybe you guys could get a little something from that on what you can do or what we are doing to help prepare for heaven forbid we're in that situation too. So, um, I mean, Dex, I'm sure you've never what's the longest you've ever been stuck in like a traffic jam, man? I mean, you, we're talking twenty couple hours. I know I've been stuck for, you know, I used to have about a thirty minute commute, and I remember one day it took me about four hours to get home. But there was never an opportunity during that time where I thought, "Uh oh, we're staying overnight in this thing." Never it, once I until <clears throat> until I saw that in the news last week. I never once thought that it. I don't know. Never really thought about that. But now I am right, and I'm sure it's not the first time in the history of the highway transportation that something like that's happened. You asked the longest I've been stuck in a traffic jam. <clears throat> I'd say. Maybe six hours, but this was uh, summertime going to Springfield uh, uh, right. down in Missouri. So I don't know. Yeah. I so, mean, it does, it opens up a whole new level of need or like what you would need when you're doing it at wintertime. Yeah. I will say this though. Ever since, um, man, I, I don't even, I don't know how long I've been doing this, but I anytime my car gets below, uh, 75% of gas, uh, gas in it, I fill it up. And if it gets, if it gets below that or I get lazy or haven't had a chance, if it gets below half, then yeah, it, to me, that's like, um, I'm damn near empty. That, that might as well be empty. I'm, yeah. I'm the, so I don't go three quarters, but half tank, I'm usually filling up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't commute as far anymore, but just in and around town. But anytime I'm getting close to half tank, it's like, yeah, might as well go and top this thing off. Yeah. Um, and, and the way I like to think about this, so I've been considering and thinking about the things that I'm going to do differently and actually some stuff that I have added to my vehicle since last week. But um, I, I want to think about this or the what I am considering is I'm thinking about this in hours versus days. Mm -hmm. So if you were talking to me, and I'm sure we'll probably do a podcast on lessons learned from being out of power for me about two days, we, I'm, I'm going to try to get some people on that were out of power for about a week and get their perspective of what they did, what they learned and things like that. In that scenario, if I'm talking specifically about my house, I'm losing power and trying to live for all intents and purposes off the grid for a couple of days is different than what I am going to store in my vehicle. Oh yeah. For my vehicle, I'm You're thinking, not living in your vehicle. You're preparing for a long traffic jam. Exactly. I'm thinking hours, yeah. not days. Yeah. If I'm preparing the house, I'm thinking days, not hours. So that's kind of my line of thinking here. Um, so I've got a list that I kind of keep in my vehicle. We'll just bring up each one, get your, uh, get your opinion. So obviously it's cold weather. I don't know, you know, when I go into work, I'm not dressed for ice cold weather mm -hmm. if it's really cold. You know, I'm still wearing slacks and button down shirt. I mean, I may have a coat on over top, but I make sure that I have extra jackets to include a down jacket. And then I have some sort of like snow pants mm -hmm. that can go over top of whatever bottoms I am wearing, whether they're jeans or slacks or something like that. Snow pants. I don't think about that. 
so because I just figure they're the they're the thickest. They'll probably be the warmest. It's mm-hmm. something I can put on over top of what I'm already got on to just help with warmth. So I'm I'm trying to bring in like I said coats and and different things. I'm also bringing. Um, I also have a wool blanket that stays in my in my car. Have you thought about a down blanket or a synthetic blanket, um, Let less space and just as warm? Yes, and but here's my reason why I don't because I don't know how much I want to sink into this mm-hmm. just to live in my car all the time and maybe use once in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I have a wool blanket. I've had you know multiple wool blankets, so that's what I threw in there. I would say like moving blankets or quilts or something like that if you have something laying around. By all means, like something like a sleeping bag. That's what I have. Okay, so that, mm-hmm. I think that would be perfect. Yeah. Right? Because you but can then again, your situation is different than mine. Me, is just myself and my dog. Right. If I have him in a car, you, it's maybe... It could be just you, but you have to think you also have your family. Sure. There were families stuck out there. There were. There are stories mm-hmm. of a um, a guy in a Tesla, and uh, I guess, you know, the batteries, they were, you would think, I'm in my car, I can keep warm because I can keep the heater going, but you can't do it for 24 hours. You cannot run that car that much for 24 hours. Basically, I mean, you could if the tank was pretty full. Possibly, if you if you cycled it on and off. You know, it turned it on for 10 minutes, got the heat going, turned it off, and let it set. So, a little deviation from it, but uh, last summer, our power went out um, for our block for some reason, and it was hot. It was really uncomfortable, and Mm -hmm. I got in my car, and I slept in my car, and I woke up maybe 10 a.m. the next day. I don't remember when I went to sleep, but I had that car going, and I had the AC going. Okay. The whole time. So, I mean, it all depends on what type of vehicle you have. Of sure. course, every vehicle is, is every model is different. Um, but I know that if I have 75% gas in my vehicle, I can stay in there 20, 24 hours. So, so that's something I never even thought about. You've experienced it. Yeah. I've not. So maybe you could. Yeah. Maybe you could keep you the car You can experiment. Running. You never know. I mean, that's valuable information to know about I, your vehicle. What I was saying before is I read an article about a guy. He, he and his family were stuck in a Tesla. Mm-hmm. And I guess they had run out of battery. And Oof, they couldn't yeah. heat anymore. And yeah. I think they ended up going to like an 18-wheeler or something. And I'm not sure if they had an op- a way to charge his Tesla through the big rig or they just let the kids hop up in the big rig mm-hmm. to warm up yeah because they were getting pretty pretty cold yeah, out there yeah absolutely so and that's something to think about right and in my family truckster we have more than one blanket yeah and we don't always have jackets and coats for everybody um but we do have some stuff that we could bundle up and try to stay warm strengthen numbers emergency blankets work pretty well that that was going to be my well, next I thing i had to use them and so, they were pretty, I was pretty confident. So uh, I always have a first aid kit mm-hmm. in my, all of my cars, and they all have emergency blankets yeah. in them. I will, so so um, I've used them before, the ones that come in those first aid kits. They're pretty good on the pinch. Absolutely not talking poop about them. But if you're willing to spend 14 bucks, go and go to REI. They have this uh, large one that, it's pretty good size and it's a little bit more durable. Okay. It's perfect. So it's not just like aluminum foil. It, it, it is the same material, but it's a little bit more durable Thick, and yeah. thicker. I was going to say, you don't yeah. just poke your finger right through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely multi, multi-use. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that I've used the out of my first aid when I went to that um, 
thing I did up in Pennsylvania. I mm-hmm. used one and I couldn't use it again because it was it was just getting ripped. So, sure. Yep. Sure. So yeah, that's a good, uh, I didn't even think like the emergency blankets, having those. They're phenomenal. The one thing that I I think is a good thing to have is um, hot hands. Like we're talking about warmth, Mm -hmm. right? Hot hands, a couple, those are really easy to store, right? They're so thin and you can go to Costco and buy a big pack of them right now, probably for like 18 bucks or something Mm -hmm. like that. And uh, you know, you get instant heat out of that. And you can put them, I know when I am out on the range, I'm always got a, a set of hot hands and I actually put them on the inside coat pockets. Yeah. Yeah. And so it keeps my whole body warm. Um, but those are easy to store, right? You can put those in a glove compartment and you could literally have it's you know, something five pair. Yeah. And it is a source of some sort of heat. If yeah. heaven forbid you're out of gas, you decided that you were going to make it to work on a quarter take of gas and now you're stuck. <laughs> And you need some sort of heat. The other thing that I, one thing I am adding to my, to my car is um, emergency candles inside of like a little tin, Mm -hmm. uh, like a Campbell's soup can. Yeah. And what I was reading, you know, that can provide some light, obviously, because you got to think you're going through the evening. Mm -hmm. And so it can provide a little bit of light, but also there will be some residual heat off of that. You're not going to be 75 and... No. balmy in there but it will that that candle will provide a little bit of heat source in that vehicle you're not you're not trying to heat up a thousand square foot yeah. space yeah you know so that can kind of get a little bit of heat source to the vehicle and to yourself is there anything when we're, let's talk strictly like heat sources to try to keep warm is there anything else that you would add to that list of things i think i would go with your candle idea i like that i I know that there's a way to use a candle in a clay pot mm-hmm. to get a little bit more heat. Um, again, it's not it's not going to be an incredible source of heat, but it's something, right? In the car, I think it would work work out great. But let's be real. I'm not going to keep a clay pot in my car. Right. It's just not. And if I do, it's going to break. Right. Reality, you still, with all these things we're talking about, you still have to think about reality. Yeah. Right? Uh, but yeah, I think having a candle in there, that's not going to take up too much space. Summertime, they'll take it out. Yeah, yeah, because it'll melt down. Yes, yes. Uh, the, and the one thing I'm kind of thinking, other than like big down coats and jackets, I'm kind of thinking everything in a small backpack. Yeah. Or maybe something just a little bit bigger than like a shoebox, like a Tupperware. Do you ever see those <clears throat> uh, promotional little trinkets that some businesses go, give out? It's it's almost like a bag with with a with a string on it. Yes, that's perfect. Yes, that's perfect. Keep, it, Something in there, you know, again, you're talking hours, you're not talking days. Um, and I know some people are thinking, well, I already have a 72 hour pack in my car every day. Hey, that's great. Awesome. Right. You know, but, um, well, you could probably just add a couple things to that 72 hour pack, you know, because if you've got one of those oh, packs, now, now you're you, talking blasphemy. Yeah. The whole point I know. is being light on your feet. Yeah. But, but then again, but, you do, put, but do you change, do you change your pack out summer versus winter? No, actually. Okay. I, I may add. Good question. I don't. Okay. Huh. Because if you're going, if it's in the summer, maybe you could take all your winter stuff out. Yeah. But then you, again, I'm not going to, gonna, but I'm, I'm not trying to build a improvised shelter in my car. That's true. You know, um, but so just, for giving, my, just giving, yeah, thoughts, but right? yeah, but for my personal experience, emergency blanket, a good quality one from REI or whatever you can find one, a, uh, a sleeping bag, um, a candle and a little bit of water. I always have water in my car that, that I do always have so and so a first aid kit let's talk about um let's talk about food and water mm-hmm. so i'm the same with you i always have a little something 
when we're talking hours, not days, I honestly think that could be low on the totem pole. Yeah. You know, at least have one or two bottles of water, two bottles, three bottles of water in like the family truckster. I may have four bottles of water, Mm -hmm. but thinking about it this way, I don't know that I really care, but if I'm drinking water, that means I'm probably got to get rid of some water. Yeah. And so if I was on 95, I literally would either walk to the wood line or just right there. Yeah. Right there. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Just, just run with it. But so that's something to think about though. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're taking in, you can survive for days without water. You can survive weeks without food. So it's not that you're starving to death. It's that you're mentally, you just want to eat. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I do have a couple bottles of water in my car at all times. And then I have like, um, granola bars things that are a little bit chewier yeah because they're going to freeze so i don't break my teeth if i do get hungry and just want something to eat yeah um so that's all i'm doing for food and water you talked about emergency um first aid kit yep so what are, what do you have so you have that in your car 24 7 right 24 7 um and i rotate some of the stuff out and i check it because of you know weather and, and all sure. that kind of stuff um i have everything to patch Four catastrophic chest wounds. You know, I've got three tourniquets in there. I've got band-aids. I've got medicine, painkillers, mm-hmm. or not well, uh, pain medicine. Uh, I don't have painkillers. Like, like aspirin, yes, acetaminophen, and stuff it, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, what else I got in there? Oh, um, CPR mask. I've got Ooh. that in there. Yeah. And I've got also a bunch of other stuff. Um, I got a spare... I got a couple of rounds in there. Okay. Because I had the space for it. And it's something that stays in the car. I'm not carrying it. This is just car stuff. Sure. It's not carrying. So I, in every single one of my cars, I have uh, IFAC, yep. like a blowout kit. Yeah. In my truck that we go to the range with, I have the big, I always carry the big blowout the big kit yep. that also sits on the range. So mm-hmm. that just kind of doubles as my vehicle. In my other vehicles, I've got a pretty good blowout kit in my my uh, commuter vehicle, but in everything else I do put together, it's the other vehicles are all like a homebrew uh, blowout kit. Do you have a book? No, but that probably wouldn't be a half bad idea. hours sitting yeah. there. You get, it's a lot and of podcasts. And we always talk about, you know, your, your biggest asset is your mind. Yeah. You know, keep a book, a favorite book, keep something. Yeah, that's not a half bad idea. Because... Oh, and you also, I think on your list, I saw you have a, a charger. Yeah. So external, char- external, external charger. charger. Like a little block or something. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal stuff. Um, I use some of that stuff. Uh, I know some of my friends have that when we do our hood rat stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're out in the in the woods for a couple of hours and yeah, they charge their phones with that. So that's something uh, I learned in uh, my wife's vehicle and my a commuter vehicle I have I don't even know what they're called it's the um they can jump a car off this mm-hmm. little battery yep yep I've seen those and they have different models for different type of vehicles yes and can, so and it's yep. got the the things where you can hook on to the positive and the ground on the battery to actually jump the car if it's out of battery and they've but, got USB ports yes they do mm-hmm. and so they have charge and that and one that um in my wife's car has a flashlight I believe on it cool that you can use and maybe like a flashing signal light so you can use different that's like something that. else having a flashlight in a car yeah like a flashlight dedicated just for for your car I've got I've got one of those in there so that's a um 
So those little battery jumpers are mm-hmm. awesome because then you can use that. And that's something I'm going to add to yeah. my house too. I need some more of those battery blocks just to have laying around. You talked about a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Get a good flashlight, and it doesn't have to be a Surefire, no, a no, Mod no. Light, a Cloud Light. It doesn't have to be like top of the line. You can get a Duracell, thousand lumen, so eight hundred lumen. Go to your camping store, um, and you will find pretty pretty decent flashlights. Some of them are even uh, USB chargeable, which is pretty cool, and they're they're fine. They're they work perfectly just fine for an individual trying to get out of the car, or search for something, or that kind of stuff. Right. Um, you know, if you got that awesome, I've got two flashlights in the vehicle and I got one actually in my pocket. So that's three, but you don't have to go overboard. Sure. Have one. Well, the one in your pocket is probably like a defensive tool that is a little bit higher end. And then you can throw something a little bit, you know, a $25 flashlight, a $30 Mm -hmm. flashlight in your car. And then you always have that. Um, we've kind of moved on to light sources and I was kind of thinking about this at first when I started coming up with this list. I literally only thought about it in daytime until you got to think hours and until so, I figured out, Hey, 24 hours, it gets yeah. dark during that 24 hours. Yeah. So glow sticks. Yeah. Cause yeah. they're pretty cheap. They're packable mm-hmm. and they're small and you can always have like a glow stick. You can crack it depending on which ones you get. You may have like 30 minutes up to like four hours mm-hmm. and it could be even more than that. In some of those things. So a long while ago, I believe I was still in Germany, I saw this little packet. I forgot what company makes it, but it was a, a light puck. Mm-hmm. And you could take it apart. One side had white light, and then the other side had a little red light that spins, that blinks, that blinks one side, blinks the other side. And they're magnetic, so you could attach it to the outside of your car. I thought that was phenomenal. Yeah, that's kind of cool for like a road, just like a roadside hazard yeah. too. Yeah, You know, marking exactly. your vehicle and things like that. Yeah. So those are um, some, any, anything else that we may have left out? I mean, like I said, I don't want this kit to be outlandish and I don't think you need to go out and buy anything per se. You probably have a lot of this stuff just laying around your house. And so just grab it, put it in the trunk, put it it somewhere. Yeah. And just let it set. Mine is in a backpack sitting in the back of my vehicle and I don't worry about it. And it's just always there. couple things, though, um, I wanted to kind of talk about, and maybe people don't even think about this, but you don't have to be a mechanic to go and make sure you've got, like, oil in your vehicle. Make sure your coolant is up. Make sure your tire pressure is up. So the little maintenance things that you can do on your own, make sure your vehicles are up and running before you ever hit the road. We talked about, you know, three quarters of a tank of gas. Let's go ahead and fill it back up. Half a tank at minimum, get it full again. But knowing that, you know, you're... Windshield wipers. Windshield wiper fluid, um, coolant, brake fluid, power steering fluid. You know, that's not hard to check. I'm not saying you know how to change it, but you can still look at it and know, hey, I need to do something about this and get this taken care of. As Pat McNamara would say, that's basic dude stuff. Basic dude stuff. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's where I got the hours, not days. I think he was talking about something, hours, not days. Yeah, that guy's a wealth of knowledge. So And so uh, make sure that your vehicle is up and running in tip-top shape before you even have an opportunity to go out in this mess. I know last week we weren't supposed to get 14 inches of snow, and it wasn't supposed to be this big, heavy ice followed by snow. And um, so we, a lot of people weren't prepared, but 
if you know that you're getting ready to get out in something like that, you know, ha- making sure that your vehicle is in good shape and ready to go, that's that's something anybody can do by pulling a dipstick and yeah. and just checking out what's going on with the vehicle. I bet you people didn't uh, weren't uh, counting on their their local government to fail them. Well, I mean that that's probably a total different story, mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole another conversation. So I spent a couple of years up in Fort Drum, New York, and I mean they they know snow. Yep. That lake effect snow, it's no joke. And we're talking hours before the storm hits. These I mean, literally battalions of ice trucks with uh, hundreds of pounds of salt are on the side of the road just ready. And, and, and they do an amazing job. Yeah. They blow it, it. Being down here, especially after last week, it just it makes me appreciate uh, what those guys are uh, have really gotten pretty good at up there. Sure. Sure. So, um, but be prepared, you know, if you're going to be out and about in this stuff, I'm not telling you to be scared, but just have some stuff there. I mean, we're trying to make you harder to kill, right? So this is one way to do it. Harder to die. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Harder to die. So, um, that should be the new motto. Get you, get you a a small kit together. Make sure that when you're traveling in your vehicle, you've got something to sustain you for, let's say 24 hours. If it's 27 hours, I think you can make it an extra three hours. Um, also, you know, let us know what you think, maybe what you have in your vehicle, uh, things that you carry around. I mean, outside of cold weather survival stuff, I've always got a small toolkit and I always have a set of jumper cables in my car. That's just for me, just common practice. My father taught me years ago, that's how you travel. So that's how I travel. And you'd be surprised at how many times that little small toolkit has come in handy, never to like change the transmission mm-hmm. on the side of the road, but always for like, Hey, yeah, I just need a screwdriver to do some random thing. I need to get the batteries out of some toy to change for my kids. So there's my small toolkit while we're on the road for, <laughs> for them to quiet down so I can make it to our destination. Just give them a knife to play with. They'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Make sure it's extra sharp and matches <laughs> and, then, and then we're good to go. So uh, reach out to us. Dex, you got anything else to add? Uh, no, just uh, trying to make people difficult to die. Yes, exactly. So how can people get a hold of you? <laughs> Red Leg Dex. Red Leg Dex on IG. I am wreck Luke on IG. Let us know. Send us a message. Let us know what you're putting in your vehicle. And let us know if you even think this list is any good. This is just stuff that I've come up with off the top of my head. So I'm still trying to go through everything to try to get this thing squared away. I'm not a prepping expert, and I'm not really a prepper. But I think we can take some of these things and put it toward our life and be really uh, well off and, and much easier to adapt to a situation where hey i'm in my car for 20 couple hours Mm. so reach out to dex on instagram wreck it luke for me on instagram you can also send me an email luke at green-ops.com if you would like to come take some shooting training not prepping training from us you can (laughs) you go to green-ops.com there you'll find the schedule for 2022 it's steadily getting populated We've got some sold-out classes already, so I wouldn't tell you to hesitate if there's a class that you're interested in taking. We should have a candle-making class. Sign, <laughs> sign up. Go amazing. ahead. Go right ahead. You make teach the uh, candle. I will teach you how to make a candle. And then also uh, we've got classes in Virginia. We've got classes in Texas, neither of which will teach you how to make a candle, both of which will tell Yet. you how to shoot an amazing or get really amazing at shooting a firearm. If you can't make it to one of those locations, 
send an email to info at green-ops.com and we can come to you, get the conversation started, and we'll go from there. So with that, everybody, make sure you're getting its cold weather right now on the East Coast. So make sure you're getting your vehicle prepared, ready to go out in that cold weather. So heaven forbid you get caught up in it, you're going to thrive instead of just survive. So with that, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we see you out on the range. Yeah. Love you, Mom. We'll see you next time. They can make candles and then shoot them.